Welcome to Amateur All Tours, the podcast where every week we sit down and have a discussion about a movie. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me is my brother, Brian, and we would like to welcome you to Amateur All Tours. All right, welcome to the show. I'm Mike, and I'm extremely excited to have another uh, guest on Amateur All Tours. This episode, we have podcaster Dana Buckler from Houses Movie Podcast, and Dana is someone that I've been listening to uh, for a few years now, and I'm I'm so excited to have him here. So, Dana, welcome, and thank you for coming on and agreeing to this and just really helping out a small-time uh, podcaster. Mike, it is absolutely my pleasure to, to come on your show. I wish, when I started podcasting almost five years ago, that I had an opportunity to sit down and, and talk to somebody who had been doing it for a few years. I wasn't that lucky, so please, I'm happy to pay it forward, whatever I can do. Happy to be here. Oh, that's that's and that's awesome to hear. Um, and so I guess I'll just get into like really how I heard of you. Um, it I feel like most things uh, that you find like the great things that you find are just kind of by chance. So and and this goes into like how I find most of my podcasts. So what I did was I went on the iTunes and I was like, well, I want to listen to some different podcasts. So I think my my litmus test is going looking up it kind of. Uh, little like obscure movies that maybe not so many people have talked about because in my opinion people that talk about you know not the mainstream movies and you know just kind of like little things that maybe not so many people know about um i think that's really unique and someone maybe that i want to pay attention to so what i ended up doing um i actually looked for some reason i thought of you know what's like a really weird bad movie so i thought of jaws the revenge and i remember typing that in and I think you you were the first one to come up. And I was like, okay, like let's see what um what he has to say. And then I started listening, and I was pleasantly surprised because it. You, so your your podcast is it focuses more not. I mean, yes, yeah, so you talk about you know uh, sometimes you have like the analysis of a film, um, but it's it's primarily on kind of the history and you know the pre the production and the post production of a film. And that, to me, kind of th- threw me a curveball, like, in the best of ways, because it was something that I wasn't so used to hearing, you know, it was, uh, it, it really was something different and unique, and I was like, wow, I'm gonna start listening to this a lot more, and two years later, I, you know, having my own, started my own podcast, and with, with my, uh, my twin brother, and I, I, you know, I just thought, you know, he seems like a very nice dude i like very like personable uh reading fan mail uh you know just wanting that interaction with your audience and so i figured hey it's like i follow you on instagram let's just let's just see let's just send out a dm and see where it goes and now here we are and i'm just like you know extremely like i can't even begin to describe like how excited i am like especially like talking to like a podcaster with like a, a following and some it's like that's kind of something that i aspire to have you know what's really interesting, and thank you by the way. That that was, oh, yes. by the way, awesome introduction. By the way, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sitting here smiling for listeners who can't obviously see us, but I'm sitting here smiling because when I got my first iPhone in 2011, I was very late to the game. I didn't even know what a podcast was, and I did the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. I searched for something Jaws related, <laughs> and and the Jaws the the We Hate movies. Uh, episode of jaws the revenge popped up 
and I listened to it. Now they didn't do a behind the scenes, you know, you know, the the the, the story of the pre production and whatnot. They just simply tore the movie apart in in a very <laughs> funny way, I might add. But to me, that was how I discovered podcasting, and I was like, well, what is this? And is there more podcasts like this? This this is incredible. So to hear you say that you discovered my podcast by searching Jaws the Revenge is just like coming full circle. So that's let me just start by saying that's awesome. <laughs> that yeah, that I mean and that's that's a funny cuz and I think that's what's great about like bad movies is they have like such an interesting way of bringing people together and uh that's why I think, you know, as abysmal and like as you know, catastrophic as that movie is, like it it holds like a special place because you know that was it, it's it's funny like getting like I it's gonna be weird I speak in a lot of tangents but like uh for a lot of big franchises I always for some reason I've always started at the last movie right. and Jaws was one of it, I know I know Jaws and Back to the Future I've watched in reverse funny enough so I started at like at least for Jaws the worst and then like it progressively got better so I guess I just had something to look forward to <laughs> but it. It, it it's it's that's awesome. I didn't even that you shared that that you know it has come full circle in that way, and and especially since you did your own twist on it, because I think a lot of people when they they hear something and they get inspired, they want to you know recreate that and be like, I want to be funny in my own way, or I want to have like my commentary and just maybe like repeat that. But no, you kind of took it in a completely different direction that you know I think people can really. It's, it's refreshing in its own sense. And it's also for movie buffs. You're like, wow, like I had no idea about the, you know, what goes into a movie. And like, you know, sometimes the film was doomed from the start and it's just kind of putting that puzzle together. Well, for me, and as, I mean, just to stay on the Jaws subject just for a moment, <laughs> uh, longtime listeners of the show know that the original Jaws is absolutely my favorite movie and i think it mm-hmm. is one of the greatest films ever made i, I rewatched it over memorial memorial day weekend mm-hmm. and it still holds up i've probably seen it a hundred times and i always find something new to love about that movie every time i see it so the real purpose of doing the jaws the revenge episode is to understand how we went from one of the greatest if not the greatest in my opinion films to one of the worst films ever and it what it didn't happen overnight it was a very slow progression And I remember seeing Jaws the Revenge in the theater in 1987 as a nine-year-old and absolutely loving the movie because I was a big Jaws and Shark fan then. You know, obviously, as time has gone by, I've I've come to realize that it's a really bad movie. But you mentioned, you said, you know, certain films are doomed from the start. And I invite people that haven't listened to that episode, listen to it. And you'll understand that Universal had no faith in this movie. They gave the director... You know, a little bit of money. He said he wants to make the film in the Bahamas. They said, make your movie, whatever. We don't care. We'll we'll make our money back. And they didn't make their money back. But it's 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 an interesting story how you go from the first Jaws to the second one, which is arguably not a bad movie, to the third one, which is just off the wall. And then the fourth is just complete garbage, but good garbage, I might add. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I completely agree with you on that one. Um, and, yeah, that's – I and kind of like – moving uh like moving forward and like kind of going into i i definitely want to learn about like hear your story and how like you mentioned you've you've really started podcasting like relatively uh like recently five years and you know how that journey you know how we got 
uh, to, to this moment right now in 2018 when you and I are talking and um, and like I guess you know how like starting from when you were a kid and then growing up and you know why podcasting I know a lot of uh, some people that I've talked to that listen to podcasts and you know try to start their own uh, like Chris Foster for example um, the previous guest uh, amateur filmmaker 20 years old at my age uh, oh at the time my age and um, and just listening to him talk about his upbringing and he was always a filmmaker first and I mentioned I think it's it, this is gonna be interesting as a like a podcast perspective going down this avenue especially it's a very niche avenue uh, I think podcasting is still you know something that many people are still getting into uh, and they're just you know discovering uh, and they're understanding that it's not necessarily you know like it's not like a radio show like you know there's there's so many different types of podcasting there's you know we listen like we listen to a lot of movie but I also listen to you know comedy podcasts story podcasts uh, any like di dissections political dissections like there's such a wide array and it's and especially like film is very niche um, I'm interested to see like why you came down uh, the, the the podcasting route instead of you know writing or, or anything because you're very well spoken and uh, like whereas me I just kind of go off the cuff and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but um, it's very and, and all the research you have to do for your episodes it, it this really intrigues me about the process and like how well one the process and also how we got to this point sure sure well to to get to this point you, we have to go way back to the 1980s Mm -hmm. We have to go back to a time like I was a child in the 80s. I was a teenager in the 90s. So to, to start with the 1980s, movies were a finite resource back then. OK, if you wanted to see a movie, you had a couple of options. You could go see a movie in the theater. You could catch the ABC Sunday night movie of the week because the ABC network, that was a thing that they did. Mm -hmm. Or you could go to a video store, which, again, Blockbuster didn't even open until 1985. They didn't open their first store until 1985. And so video stores were not all over the place. So movies, again, finite resource. Not like today. Not like today when you can watch anything you want. In fact, the hardest problem we have today is deciding what to watch because we can watch it all. Mm -hmm. So what I remember most about being 8, 9, 10, 11 years old is every Saturday morning, my parents would go to the grocery store for the weekly grocery shopping. And there was a mom and pop's video store called Funky Fred's Video, which was adjacent <laughs> to the big grocery store. And I would go with them every weekend, but I would never go in the grocery store. They would be in there for about 45 <laughs> minutes. I would go into Funky Fred's Video. They knew who I was. They wouldn't bother me. I'd walk in, hey guys, how are you? And I would just start in one particular section and I would just look at the videotapes. I would look at the box art. I would read the back and I would wonder what that movie was about. And I wouldn't get a chance to see it because uh, two or three times a month, maybe my parents would let me rent a movie. And they were very strict about the movies I was allowed to watch. I mean, this is, we're talking G, PG. PG-13 hmm. was, was a no-go in my family until I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. So I was very limited. But I was always fascinated by, these, by all these movies out there, all these stories that have been told that I'm, I don't have the opportunity to see. So that's where sort of the passion came in. It, it came from a wanting to know what these films were. And I'm telling you, I studied the box art of every movie that was out there. I can tell you, you, you could cover the title of any VHS that was produced in the 1980s, and I could tell you what, I could tell you what the film was. So that's where the passion starts. Now, as I got a little bit older, video stores became a little bit more prevalent, and 
I'm originally from Canada and then we moved to the United States and there was way more video stores when I moved to the United States. And then I started furiously renting a lot of these movies. And then when I was 18 years old and I was moving on my own, moved out on my own, I got my, uh, my own apartment. I got a part-time job at a mom and pop's video store. Huh. And this, this was the greatest. Now I always like to say, I always like to say it was just like Randall and clerks. This was a place oh, that man. I had the keys to. And I went in there, and this video store had uh, it had TVs in the four corners of the video store, and there was a TV and VCR behind the counter, and whatever you watched behind the counter would play on the four TVs there. And the owner of the place was just like, "Listen, watch whatever you want, but it can't be R-rated." Well, I broke uh-huh. that rule two hours after he left me alone the first time. I remember <laughs> popping in a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two: Freddy's Revenge, and I had that playing. And imagine this—you know, you've got you got moms coming in with their kids to pick out a movie, and there's Freddy Krueger, you know, killing somebody in the shower. I mean, so yeah, so that's where the passion begins. Yeah, that's that man. That and to me, like I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm 22. I was I was born in the like mid 90s, so my inner but like it there's these parallels that i'm seeing in that like uh, like when you were a child you're going into this mom and pop store and studying the uh the box art and i remember that's what i would do uh when i would you know when well i started getting into movies when i was maybe uh maybe 12 or 13 but you know i always i loved reading and i would kind of do something similar with books because you know, I, it was just something that like, it would catch my attention. And then that kind of gradually shifted to movies. Uh, I think it was, yeah, definitely when I turned like 12 or 13, when something clicked and I, and I also would, uh, I remember going into, I've told the story on the, on the podcast before, uh, I think like the earlier episodes going into, uh, borders that kind of dates it, an out of, as far as I know, an out of business, uh, kind of bookstore, and going in and uh, just looking at movies and not really and just kind of understand like what you would do, study it, see what it's about, kind of you know take it to and just look at it and try and analyze it because you know my parents were also a little bit strict on uh, on films that I could watch, uh, not not to the degree of oh you can't see um, PG thirteen movies um, or anything like that, but I I and I, I do remember. The first movie I ever bought was uh, Dawn of the Dead, George Romero's Dawn of the yeah. Dead. And I actually, like, I'm actually at home in my new setup right now, and I'm looking at uh, my movie collection right next to me, and Dawn of the Dead is right on top because I want that to be seen and just every and just always remember it. But, yeah, I like I said, I'm seeing a lot of parallels with, you know, studying the box art and wanting to, like, explore these, these vast stories. Um... I never now I guess the video store age ended when I was uh, a young kid um that's when you know the streaming like the new era of watching films kind of began with the streaming services and um you know things like that uh but I still I do remember going to um you know video stores whether they were mom and pops or uh you know kind of bigger places and and looking at the films and just my and my parents like all right what do you want no r-rated films and we would just you know go through it and just try things out for size um but no that's awesome i love hearing your story about like at least as a kid like growing up and (laughs) so so to to come full circle on that one 
I'm here to say that uh, I think more times than not, I was disappointed with a lot of those titles that I watched. <laughs> you know, I had been I, I had been building up the anticipation to watch a lot of these movies for almost ten years, and then finally I watched them, and that's when I realized and discovered that in some cases, the budget for the movie, a good chunk of it was spent on the box art, and not the movie oh. itself. And I learned I that, that one. I learned that one the hard way. And uh, and you you still see that today with video on demand these these sort of the cheap R rated uh, cheap horror movies that are on video on demand the great cover art and then you watch it it's a terrible movie so mm-hmm. the second part of sort of the movie passion happens when I turn eighteen and move out on my own and I purposely found an apartment that was within walking distance uh, from a multiplex <laughs> and that started what is let's see I'm I'm forty now. And so that's mm-hmm. twenty. That started a twenty-two year odyssey of trying to see as many films in the theater as possible. And I can tell you, for the first ten to twelve years, I was seeing three to four a week, every week. And so I started to just consume as much as I can. Now, lately, uh, as you're aware, I try not to go to the movies as much as possible. But we'll get to that a little later mm-hmm. on, as far as why I don't go as much anymore. But um. Yeah, I was always really big on the video store and going to the theater when I was 18, 19, 20. One of the great things about the video store that we just don't have anymore, you mentioned your parents would say, just pick a movie out. You mm-hmm. took your time when you were selecting a movie because when you when you rented a movie, you were committing to it. You mm-hmm. were going to watch it. You were going to see this thing through to the end. That doesn't happen anymore, especially in the Netflix era. You know, you'll oh, give yeah. a movie 10, 10 minutes and it's it's done. So... That would say, yeah, and I, I would, I was a bit of a reader as well. I would buy a lot of books that were film related. I, I was always curious about, even as a child, I think I was always curious about the story behind the movie. I love the making of featurettes that used to come on TV and mm-hmm. things like that. So that's, yeah, that would, I would say that's kind of where the passion really comes from. That brings me to 2013 when I decided to do my own podcast mm-hmm. and that's and that's and that's interesting as well um so yeah it's kind of you've been consuming movies which i think is that's that would be a dream of mine it's just you know living close to uh a movie theater and just going like consuming as much as you can as much as you want um i i always joke around that um i uh i i live right side in like the philly area but i went to high school down in uh like Southern Maryland area and in Silver Springs is the American Film Institute and we me and my brother obviously love films and my and my buddies love movies and and on the same level as us and we actually fe- like just discovered the American Film Institute I think our senior year of uh high school or maybe our freshman year of college and they and my brother went I forget what he saw but he but he had seen um an advert for um for Seven Samurai. So then we went saw Seven Samurai, one of the best experiences, like movie going experience of my life. I went back and saw the road, sh- uh, the Hateful Eight Road Show there. Uh, I went back s- fairly recently and saw uh, Three Billboards uh, in the same theater. And now we're planning a trip to go uh, see Space Odyssey re released. That's one of the stops on the road show. And and I just I always joke that like that would be one of my dream locations to live in is like Silver Springs, not for the location, not for anything that 
the community could offer but solely for the american film institute and just because and that's another question that we'll get into i guess when you get into you know going to the movies and how especially how you go from massively consuming uh film in a theater to now kind of being a little apprehensive about going um and talking about and especially you can provide some great insight about like the shift in movie trends and like seeing movies in theaters because i've had the debates with my friends who say oh yeah going to movie theaters is obsolete it's dead and i'm on the other side of that uh in that i completely disagree in that going to a film and 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 some i mean I think nothing beats seeing a film on a big screen. Um, now, yes, there are exceptions, especially in your episodes with your theater-going yeah. uh, experiences <laughs> and your rants, that those are also legitimate like things that occur. But that's amazing that I, 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 I love listening to you, your story, especially as it's getting progressing. I want to know more the next step to the piece um, and commenting on it. But no, that's awesome. <laughs> Okay, so we're we, we, we've talked about 2011. I discover podcasting, mm-hmm. and um, I start consuming podcasting like I used to consume going to the movies. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. get enough because it, it, there was just so much material out there. Some good, some bad, you know, but mm-hmm. it, it was out there. Um, and I started to really get the itch that I wanted to do a podcast. And I am notorious for having an idea and procrastinating on that idea for a very, <laughs> very long time. And I think it was 2012 when I was like, all right, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm absolutely going to do it. It's going to be about movies. That's all I know. Let's let that idea simmer for a little bit. It wasn't until November of 2013 that the first How Was This Movie episode went live. Now, mm-hmm. to understand this is to understand that I didn't know anything about podcasting from the technical aspect of it. I didn't, mm-hmm. ha- I didn't have any equipment, so I, I turned to YouTube. Uh, I, 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 I just YouTubed podcasting equipment. I came across a YouTube video where a guy described a podcast setup for under $400. And I was like, mm. okay, okay, well, I can. Well, that, that, that's in my budget. I can do that. Um, and he, I, I literally... <laughs> He probably, I think he had the Amazon links on his YouTube video, so he would oh, wow. get he would get money whenever he would sell, whenever <laughs> someone would buy these products. But I literally bought every product that he mentioned <laughs> right then and there, from the mixer uh-huh. to the particular type of microphone to the headphones to the mic stands to the pop filters to everything. Now, hmm. if I had done my research a little bit more, maybe a little bit better, I would have understand that sometimes less doesn't mean better quality, Okay. So the mm-hmm. mic I got was not very good. The headphones were terrible. The mixer, to, to be fair, the mixer is actually really good and still using the same one five years later. Hmm. But um, so I, I assembled the podcast equipment, three microphones, because I wasn't going to do the podcast by myself. Who does a podcast by themselves? That's crazy. That's what I was thinking <laughs> to myself. And uh-huh. so so I've got three microphones. I, I, I buy a brand new laptop. I download the uh, the Audacity editing software which of course everyone who most podcasters i think i think a good majority of podcasters are familiar with it or or use it i still use it i'm using right now yep (laughs) and uh and so now i had all the equipment i still didn't know how to do it i still didn't know how to use any of this stuff i didn't know how to to set a mixer it was it was 
I'm, I'm, I want, I'm getting frustrated just thinking about it, the process, because <laughs> I was so damn excited about uh-huh. doing podcasting that I wasn't being thorough in learning the technique and the art. So I grab a couple friends. I say, hey, do you want to do this podcast with me? Let's, let's talk about movies. And it's always a bad sign when you have to convince somebody to do a podcast with you. That's, that yeah. should be your first sign. If you say, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? No, nah, not really. You should say, okay, great. And leave it, mm-hmm. leave it at that. But I'm convincing. No, no, no. This is, this is going to be a good idea. We're, go- we're going to have fun. We're going to go to the movies on a Sunday. Then we're going to go to my house. We're going to re- talk about the movie. And that's what we did. We, we went to a movie. And we came back to my house. And I hit record. And I was all amped up. And I was all excited. And I was like, hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of How Was This Movie? My name is Dana Buckler. And thanks for listening. You know, I was just, and that's where that tagline <laughs> came from. And I'm looking at uh-huh. my, my friends are just looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, when you, how did you just turn into this radio DJ? And I'm just like, well, <laughs> hey, you know, guys, all right. So and I looked at my friend, Justin, I said, Justin, what'd you think about the movie we just saw? Uh, it was okay. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to bring it up a little bit more. Tell let's talk about the, the sequences, the action. But I guess what I'm trying to go with this is it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. And these are my good friends. And they know I they know I talk about this. We're good friends. We had no chemistry when we recorded a podcast, oh. but I didn't yeah. care. I didn't care. I recorded we co- recorded an hour of us just rambling incoherently about a film, spoiling the hell out of this particular movie. And I wrapped up the recording. I went back to the I went back to my house. I started editing. I could barely hear it because I didn't record the audio correctly, mm-hmm. and I still uploaded it. I still uploaded it, and I'm telling you right now, I did five or six episodes like that, and it, mm-hmm. it should come as no surprise that nobody was listening to it. Now, all podcasters mm-hmm. have the ability to track the analytics and the number of downloads that they have. Uh, I had none. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could account for the seven downloads we have because I had seven friends that <laughs> downloaded it on their iPhone. So, oh, yeah. So, but I wasn't doing what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to do a podcast so bad that I, I skipped over the, the, the part that I think some people do skip over when they launch a podcast, and that's called preparation. And, mm-hmm. I, and I didn't prep. I just wanted to record and let's go. And after about six or seven episodes and interchanging different friends on the podcast, you know, again, convincing them to do a podcast with me, which, by the way, again, never a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I said, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm just going to hang it up. All right. Well, this is my little mm. podcasting adventure, and I am going to at least say I gave it the you know an honest effort and, and tried, and and I get a little upset thinking about it, but I did. I, I hung up my he- I hung up the headphones, and I said that's that, and nobody cared, nobody missed me, no no one mm-hmm. no one was crying out, nobody was tweeting to me because I had 40, 40 followers on Twitter, nobody was nobody saying hey where's the podcast at? It was just a a, a tiny tiny blip in the giant podcasting sphere. And after about a month of me not doing the podcast, I couldn't stop thinking about it, Chris. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that I had failed at something I wanted to do so bad. And I'm talking to my friend, Jonathan, and we were working together and we got on the subject of movies and we got talking about back to the future. And I said, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I love that movie, but I think one of the most fascinating things about that movie is that Michael J. Fox came on to the production very late into the film's production. 
they actually filmed like 80% of the movie with Eric Stoltz playing Marty McFly. Oh, yeah. And he's like, really? I said, oh, yeah, no, it's it, that's well documented. Like, they spent millions to reshoot the movie because the, Bob Zemeckis, the director, he, he he liked Eric Stoltz, but he just didn't think he was right. He didn't think he had the comedic timing. They wanted Michael J. Fox. And he goes, man, he goes, you you need to tell stories like that. He goes, that that's interesting. And I said, I know, isn't it? I said, you want to do a podcast with me? He goes, man, I'd love to do a podcast with you. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, w- w- okay. He goes, let's go to Starbucks tomorrow. We'll start researching some ideas. I'm like, yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's do it. And if you go back to the very early episodes, by the way, those first six or seven episodes are gone, deleted. Maybe they're on the internet mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't know. I don't have them. I don't ever want to listen to them. Yeah. But <laughs> Jonathan and I, we meet at Starbucks and we start coming up with ideas the first episode that we did was called the rise and demise of the video store where we talked about what kind of like what you and i were talking about earlier mm-hmm. jonathan and i had a really really good chemistry we then followed that up with an episode on the history of the motion picture association of america we did one on w- the state of streaming content uh, we did one on the hollywood blacklist and we did one on batman and star wars and all of a sudden people started following us on twitter that it downloaded started going up and up and up and all of a sudden the show is just taking it's starting to it's starting to grow it's growing organically we're putting out good content people are responding we're interacting and after six or seven episodes with jonathan he he calls me and says listen man i hate to say this i hate to do this but I, i'm moving to nashville i said mm-hmm. oh when you move to nashville oh in a week i'm like what about the podcast he's like yeah well sorry and i was just like yeah i'm sorry too and again, I thought that was going to be the end of the podcast because again, mm-hmm. who podcasts by themselves that I, I can't stress, Chris, that was never a thought in my mind. I thought you always have to be interacting with someone. I didn't think that the person you, you'll be interacting with is the listener that hadn't clicked in my mind yet. But again, I, I, I wanted to do, I wanted to podcast. And so I did an episode on back to the future by myself and I have since been that was four years ago and I've been doing the show solo ever since every once in a while I'll do an interview with people I want to talk to fellow podcasters and things like that but mm-hmm. I made the decision to do it solo which again is can be a little nerve-wracking because you have no one to bounce your ideas off of oh yeah when you're when you're telling stories you have no idea how they're being received uh, you have to wait for the feedback days maybe weeks after an episode's been released so that's kind of how we got to where the podcast is in its current form yeah and that's thank you for sharing that um and i again like i relate to so many of those of those beats um and i actually just wrote a few of them down uh so the two that the two points that i like wanted to comment on and like that i completely relate to um is the first one is you know listening to your first episodes um my my brother and i uh brian and i we've we like he actually started listening to the podcast and then i started getting into it uh after him we just you know kept listening and listening and and we love talking shop about movies um so much to the point like some people were like man like you guys you are the movie guys and we're like still kind of known in that way um not like even past the fact that we make uh you know, amateur short films, uh, but 
we it's ever since high school we were just you know we should really make a podcast like we listen to it like how hard can it be and it didn't start until i think our sophomore year of college again like just kind of getting busy um you know like brian's busy at his school i'm busy with mine uh i was a swimmer i was a science major a biology major so like really heavy intense time but then the summer came around like you know what no better time like the present let's just do we ordered uh some you know this head mics just you know like they look like xbox mics but they actually were pretty decent quality for what they were uh downloaded audacity and then we sat down recorded a pilot and i it was funny we were down in maryland and my parents had a um it was a single story house but they have a uh, like a camper and we're like well we can't record in the house because we have a dog our parents are like there's not really much privacy and but we wanted to be together so we actually filmed it in the camper and when i listen back to those first episodes i can hear we did it at night and i could hear the crickets in the background right. <laughs> and that's and awesome. i was like oh that's that's pretty neat but and but again when you listen to your first episodes it's we so we we did a pilot episode we then talked about dawn of the dead which i think you know went pretty well but then we tack we tried to tackle uh guy Ritchie's snatch and for anyone that's seen that movie, it's it's kind of very difficult to, to, to uh, discuss because there's so many different plot lines and characters interacting with each other. And then, like, character... Like, I don't even want to say there's an A, B, and C plot line. They're just, it, there's just one plot, but so many different moving elements. And I refuse to listen to that episode because I was just like, we had no idea how to tackle that. But, you know, they're available for anyone that wants to listen to, you know, that... I don't. I maybe being too hard, but that train wreck of an episode. But uh, and it's funny because the the subsequent episodes were like you know like we were trying to qualify. We were like like uh, Brian was like Mike, it was okay. And I was like Brian, it was it was all right. And like and then we just started like okay like just trying to like come to terms with how the episode went. But um, so I under like I completely. Uh, relate to that like those first episodes and just being like really excited and not and like kind of having a somewhat plan but then when you get into it you're like oh no like I, I in the midway i just remember thinking like wow like hopefully this sounds as good as i think it does and then uh the second point is commenting on podcasting alone so typically i try and do this with my brother and i but you know as as you know, as we found out, even like just get and, and you know, just like professionally, like scheduling with people, and uh, my my brother's got his own life, like I have mine, and just trying to, you know, we've especially as you know, we just graduated college, we have you know, um, like grad school to worry about, and you know, trying to get jobs and things like that, and and so he's been busy, and I'm just like, well, I kind of wanted to do the podcast because you know, I think a big problem with mine is just the infrequency, uh, especially during the school year, and just being very, you know, busy and hope maybe making it a summer show. But it's just kind of that infrequency, which is one of the reasons why, um, you know, I, it's, I think that some podcasters, especially amateur podcasters, have is kind of just pumping out those episodes, or those quality episodes. And so I actually recently just started doing, uh, you know podcasting myself uh, starting last summer I would call them solo reviews anywhere from you know 15 25 minutes just my opinions on a movie and I was very intimidated doing that at first just because I think my brother he has a wider uh, variety of films to watch or that, that he has watched and he's he, he can he can better articulate his thoughts than me in my opinion 
and and so when I started doing them myself, I had a very, like, who podcasts by themselves? Like, every podcast I listen, like, again, every podcast that I listen to, it's at least one, it's a, it's, a, it's at least two to three to four people minimum, and now I'm alone. It's kind of daunting, because, uh, yeah, like you said, you don't have, you can't bounce those ideas off of someone. Uh, you kind of have to go in, just really go in strong and just kind of stick to your, stick to your guns and, you know, prepare for it and just be ready. But it's actually, it's kind of, it's nice once you start to figure out that rhythm and that and that groove as as with anything in life. It's actually really fun and and actually like this is the first episode I've done for a while uh, since I graduated. Just kind of getting everything settled and I'm having a great time and I'm really inspired just to like you know pick a movie out of my collection and watch it and just talk about it. But yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from, especially you know starting that podcast and just being super excited that you can barely contain yourself and then kind of shifting to doing it alone you're like oh no i have to do it alone but yeah i i definitely i i love it now i'm ready for the next the next part of the the journey <laughs> so the next part of the journey becomes you know figuring out well i should start by saying you know the back to the future episodes very well received mm-hmm. um but the next part of it was how do i make the episodes better mm-hmm. you know uh so for me, finding the movie to talk about, it's easy for me to just pick a movie out. Oh, uh, that's a great movie. Everybody loves it. But is there a hook? Mm-hmm. Is there a hook, a hook to the story? Is there, is there something that happened during the pre-production that's going to make it interesting? You know, that, that, if I can't find the hook, then all I'm doing is just reading IMDb credits the movie was directed by so and so it made this much it made this much and blah mm-hmm. blah blah so i was finding finding it finding a hook became important and that that was easy at first because there was episodes like jurassic park pulp fiction you know a nightmare on elm street which i have a long complicated relationship with that movie mm-hmm. um so the first thing i do to try to make the episodes better is i decided that i was going to start including if possible, audio clips from the movies that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> you know? So, so uh, I had to, that, that became a challenge. And so, you know, the first episode, Back to the Future, didn't have, I think it had, I was able to put the song on, the, 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 um, the theme song. Uh-huh. And I think I was able to, to put something else. Oh, you're, you're standing up right now yep 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 yep, figured we try it out right now (laughs) yeah no perfect perfect um so so once i figured out how to put the audio clips in there then i know i then i what became important to me was learning how to start mastering the audio Mm -hmm. it became important for me to learn how to make the audio level and and sound good and so i started really researching how to do that correctly and thank goodness there's youtube because there's a 10,000 videos on how to properly use Audacity and how to master audio and how to make everything sound good. And so I, I made it a point to become proficient in that. Uh-huh. So, so, the, so where are we? We, we want to make the episodes better. We want to make them sound better. We want to add audio clips. And then along comes the Nightmare on Elm Street episode uh-huh. where I decide on a whim that I'm going to tell a story about something that happened in my life that relates to the nightmare that relates to Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, I 
I open up to people. I tell people that as a child, I was absolutely terrified of Freddy Krueger, that I slept with my light on. And I don't mean a nightlight. I slept with my light on for three years. Uh-huh. I was I was so traumatized when I saw that movie. I saw it in 1985, a year after it came out. And I was seven years old. I mean, Ooh. it just it just murdered me. And to this day, I still can't watch it on my own. <laughs> Oh, I can't, I can't do it. It can't be done. And I know that sounds crazy. I can put any other horror movie on any night, uh, any, excuse me, any Friday the 13th, any Halloween, no problem. But something about early Freddy Krueger, parts one, two, and three, that that's to this day, I still, I, I still struggle with. But I put that out there. I put that on the episode. That's, that's great. That's great. I love it. <laughs> and I talk about in that particular episode, I talk about facing my fear, going to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights, because uh, for, for your listeners out there, I live uh, just outside Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a 40-minute drive to Universal Studios. So as you can imagine, I love going there, and I go there quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And the, the Halloween Horror Nights is this, for those who don't know, it's this, they ba- basically transform the park into these series of elaborate haunted houses with ridiculous jump scares that come at you left and right. And you have to drink to go. I mean, you have. I mean, that's the only way you're gonna you're gonna get through it. But long story short, they had this particular uh, haunted house that was the. You had two ways to go. You could go left, and it would be all the classic Universal monsters like uh, Wolfman, or classic Dracula, Frankenstein. And if you went right, it was all modern day uh, horror icons: Leatherface, <laughs> Jason, and Freddy Krueger, and of course. And when you walk in, my friends convinced me to go right. And so I go right, and we walk in, and you immediately come to five statues or mannequins of these particular horror icons, and they're life-size. Oh, wow. And I had had a couple drinks, I'll admit it. And I'm staring at Freddy Krueger, who has got the best makeup effects, better than most of the movies. And I walk right up to him, and I can't use the language on this show. Uh-huh. So... um but I basically tell him what I really think about him in no oh. uncertain terms. And I just say, you know, blank, 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 you, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and I turn around to look at my friends, and they're just like, yeah, what are you doing? I, look, I turn back, and his head is tilted. He's Uh-oh. tilted his head. And it was at that moment when I realized that this is actually a person dressed up, and he lunges at me. And it was the most <sighs> terrifying thing that ever happened. And I'm 21 years old, and I take off running, and he starts chasing me. Oh, and now, man. now I've got Freddy Krueger, the man of the boogeyman of my childhood, actually chasing me. So I tell that story on the podcast, and it gets a whole different kind of reception. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, it was like, "Hey, it was cool you were talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, but I love that story you told." And so that's when the idea came in. Well, if there's ever an opportunity to tell a story that happened to me in life that relates to a movie. I will tell it. And that's how we got into the story aspect of it. Yeah, it's it definitely like earlier you're mentioning like, you know, finding that hook. And now it makes this like you're crafting a narrative in a sense. It's it's uh like you're retelling history but not just reading hist or just not reading like an IMD page, IMDb page of this is what happened, like you made this much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like you find that hook. And then uh yeah, and adding those uh, the audio files, I think definitely like helps put the viewer in the mindset of the film you're talking about. And then adding those uh, personalized stories, like uh, you know, to 
make it even give that more uh, of a that feel. Uh, like I I also try and do something similar. Whenever I talk about a film, I always try and have the background of like how what it means to me. Whether that's Dawn of the Dead, just saying like this is what that and ultimately that was the first episode we talked about was like that was the movie that inspired me to love movies and like kind of where I'm at right now and start this, you know, like 400 plus film collection that is constantly growing that I had since I was 14 or, you know, seeing a movie on the big screen and like my impression of it uh, and just like the personalized history. I think that all those elements together really make a unique uh, listening experience. And also, uh, like I said, you're very, uh, you're very interactive with your audience. And I think that that's another, that, that goes leagues about like it's 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 instead of instead of just uh someone that is list like a listener just saying oh like i like his storytelling i like his style now it's like oh like dana feels like my friend and like i'm just listening to him talk and and there's that more like personalized connection that i think that you know i i don't think a lot of podcasters have with their viewers uh that i think again makes you very unique in that well, I appreciate you saying that. And and this all kind of ha- this wasn't the plan. Remember, all I wanted mm-hmm. to do was just do a podcast about movies, and it was a, it was a real series of trial and error, trial and error, failing miserably, uh deciding to keep going, and interestingly enough, you know, it all it evolved. It just sort of evolved into this uh I like to call it this three-headed monster now because it's it's film history, it's movie theater rants, it's personal stories, it's trying to wrangle it all in. And I would like to point out, because I don't get to talk about this very often, not sometimes, the show is sometimes not received well by by certain people. And I, I love to talk to every podcaster and tell them, the first time you get a negative review, it's going to be soul crushing. And it is going to bother you. And the first time I got a negative review on iTunes, because iTunes, it's it's the world, you know, everybody's on iTunes. And I, I had amassed at the time like 18 five-star reviews, and I just, I couldn't believe it. I was so unbelievably delighted. Like, this is unbelievable. And I'm getting emails from people all over the world, and I'm trying to write everybody back, and... And, and, and people are requesting movies left and right. Can you do this one? Can you do this one? Can you tell more stories? And then one day I, I check the iTunes review and there's a one star. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's this? And I read the review. And I was like, oh, well, that hurt. And Mike, I actually lost sleep over it that night. Like I was, I was so, because you, you put so much work into what you're doing. And then all of a sudden somebody says, ah, I don't like what you're doing. And here's why I don't like it. And maybe he's got a point about a couple things. And maybe I need to change stuff. So, so I just want everyone out there who, if you're thinking about getting into podcasting, understand there are going to be people that don't like what you do. No matter what you do, there's going to be some people that don't like what you do. And be prepared for that. And understand that instead of looking at, at the time, the 18 five-star reviews that I had, I was so focused on the one-star that I actually made some changes to the podcast based on this one negative review, which I've since subsequently reversed. But that was one thing that I really had a hard time dealing with when it happened the first time. Oh, yeah. And that's – I've had – um 
you know, as so I'm still like you know still small time. I haven't gotten you know those negative reviews yet on the podcast. Um, I'm sure they're out there, but uh, I I can relate to that on like a filmmaking perspective. And I understand like you pour your heart and soul into your creative projects, and and uh, when you when you first view, it, you're like, wow, like this is amazing that I'm actually doing this. Like I'm taking this idea and I'm. I made something. I made. I am a content creator, and then you get that that person that or those the person or a collective group of people that say, "I don't like what you do," and and you're like, "Wow, yeah." It's it's very like, "Wow," like I didn't think that this was gonna happen. And then you kind of and that's part of the process of being a content creator is you know coming to terms with the criticism and taking it constructively and either you know applying changes to make the show better or kind of saying whatever you know like that's your you're entitled to your own opinion uh, i've been on both ends of that spectrum of just like wow like this kind of humbling that i i never would even have thought of that too all right like thank you for your opinion but yeah i i i think that's that's definitely one of those milestones in that especially in anything that you do and that taking that criticism like that first negative review you always remember yeah and and there's been more there's been there hasn't been a whole whole lot of them there's been a couples in the past five years and now most of the like one one person one in one review wrote he takes the most interesting subjects and discusses them in the most boring manner ever and i went well i don't necessarily agree with that but okay uh, I'm not changing my show, so I've I, I just I've I've since learned to roll with the punches with it. Yeah, but but if there's one thing, if there's one common minor critique that the show has been getting over the past five years, and it's my fault, is the name of the show, because when I started the show, uh, of course, how is this movie? When I started it. We were going to be we're going to be discussing new movies that came out. The title made sense. If mm-hmm. I could go back and do one thing differently, when I after I hung up the headphones the first time and and said, "All right, I'm going to do this again," I would have changed the title of the show. Um, I just recently got a, a negative review where the guy said, "Well, the the, the show is kind of good, but it, it, the title is very deceiving because he doesn't he only talks about himself. He doesn't talk about he doesn't talk about movies." And I said, mm. okay, but, and so I'll, I'll, I'll break the news to you. This is, this is an exclusive that I'll tell you that I am uh, strongly considering a title change of the show. And mm. because the title to me doesn't really make sense anymore. I just don't do that. I, I'll give my thoughts on uh, the, the Avengers movie or the Star Wars movie because those are, so in the pop culture lexicon that you have to comment on them, but I'm not going to do a review on, you know, upgrade that came out this weekend, you know? Yeah. So I've reached out to a few fellow podcasters that I'm, I'm friends with. And I said, you know, I I think I'm going to change the title of the show and it's not an easy process. It's not like you can just type in the title. I mean, you have to change logos. You have to change descriptions. You have to change everything. But I'm thinking about changing it to simply the Dana Buckler show. And, I like it. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. So far, everybody I've mentioned it to likes it. With a tagline, the tagline is a working title, like something like Entertainment and Beyond, Movies and Beyond, something something that says, "Yes, I'm going to talk about movies, but I might talk about other things that are I find interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know. I want to leave the door open." 
So yeah. I can, so I'll break the news to you that I'm. It's probably going to happen. I've already started putting together the checklist of everything I have to do, from changing Instagrams and Twitters to Facebooks to to shopping around for a logo. So that's so hmm. that, that. So there we go. I'll tell you that. Well, I I feel great having that. Uh that exclusive uh the before the before anyone else i i feel honored to have that <laughs> uh i i can tell you i never when i listened to that jaws revenge episode i never would have thought well a that we would be talking and two that i would have the privileged information of one of the first listeners to hear that but <laughs> um yeah absolutely oh, I, I mean I, i'm gonna say i don't plan on talking about it until it until it happens so uh, this is a great way for us when when this episode goes out we're gonna we're really gonna promote it we're gonna say listen there's some there's some stuff you need to know about this particular episode oh yeah so. i yeah i i and i and I, and I agree with you i think um i think the name change would be um i mean i i like the name of of your show uh i but i i can see where you're coming from of you know it's and, and you also want to leave the door open to discuss uh you know many different things. I think the Dana Buckler show is is very fitting and it's also it's one of those things that you now have an established fan base and that now they know that it's you and they're going to stick by your side. Like I'm going to stick by your side like through throughout the change I'll still continue listening, supporting and it's it's nice that you have that that base that you can now make these changes to, you know, make a better show and and then make it more accessible. Um I think I think that's I I think it's going to work out fine, uh, in my own personal opinion. I, I appreciate you saying that. Now there there will be people, of course, because this is what happens when you're a content creator, when you when you make a substantial change. And to be fair, now nothing about the podcast is going to change, just the title. But mm-hmm. I think there's I think I'm still going to get those emails that say, hey, no, I I don't like what you're doing with the show, and you know things things like that. That happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I think the time has come. And like you said, I, I feel like I've established uh, enough of a connection with the, with the people that do listen to my show that they're going to understand why it's been bothering me and why I feel like this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. Um, so I guess we can start getting with uh, you know closing thoughts on this episode and then we can get into our you know film discussion um uh, my my so we actually we actually I had, I had some questions lined up and i think we've actually you know hit on most of them but uh and my final question is uh, for this episode is you know and we've and we've gone over some of them but just kind of reiterating or just you know personal advice from you advice for young podcasters or just anyone that wants to start uh like i mean anything that like anything that you say it also it's applicable to me i i'm still like you know amateur still starting up it's it's strictly a hobby i love it uh anyone that's listening i definitely recommend podcasting even if it's just it's just so much fun like nothing is nothing is greater than creating content for others to listen to um even if one person listens a hundred people a thousand a million as long as you can get one listener who likes your show, I think that's worth it. So, Dana, what what is some advice that you have, uh, like I said, whether that's reiterating or just new advice for anyone that wants to start a podcast? Well, this is going to be in no particular order. I'm just going to throw a th- few things out there that I've learned. Uh, first and foremost, if you're going to do a podcast, make sure that it's something that you would listen to. Make sure... That if you weren't the one creating it, this is something I would want to listen to. 
if it if that's not the case then then by all means find something that you'd be interested do do a podcast on something you'd be interested in listening to that that's always my first and foremost because uh when I started, I was doing the film review, and I said, "Well, I wouldn't listen to this. <laughs> you know, this was this wasn't what I was interested in. I was interested in the behind the scenes story. So find something, make sure it's something you would want to listen to. Uh, secondly, if you're going to talk about a specific topic, be prepared, take notes, know what you're talking about. I mean, it's one thing to give opinion, but if you don't, I don't know, how do I say this correctly? Um, I've listened to a few podcasts that were on a particular subject and I'd have to stop 15 minutes into it because they hadn't actually touched on the subject yet. It was just sort of uh, in jokes between the two, the two co-hosts that I wasn't understanding. So, so understand that if you're, if you're going to promote a podcast as being about a particular thing, in your case, you did an episode on Dawn of the Dead. So in the beginning, when you hit record, jump in, start talking about Dawn of the Dead. Hi, my name's Mike. Here's here we go. This is what this is what we're going to be talking about. Um, third, edit. Learn how to edit. That's 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 really big for me. I'm I'm all about editing out, uh, you know, pops, clicks, you know, things that happen because that I mean, and don't be afraid to cut something out of a podcast if it doesn't if the podcast is running long, if it's an hour and a half, and you're starting to lose the, you might lose the audience. It's, it's okay to cut a section out. It's, man, I could go on and on now that I think about it. You're, yeah, you're thinking, um, but above all, have fun. If it's not fun, don't do it. That's, that's, I think that's the best advice I could give you. So yeah, make sure it's something you would listen to. Okay. Stick to a topic, edit and have fun. I think those are awesome, uh, you know pieces of advice for you know young filmmaker uh sorry young podcasters because i i think a lot of people they go into it uh some people just want to jump on the bandwagon of you know podcasting they want to create something but they don't really have that idea um it seems like a, a big theme that you're having is like you know have that vision and then and then go plan that vision and then go for it. and like just and i think another thing like what i would say is just like just jump into it just go and i think definitely having fun is a big thing cuz once the fun is like you're not having fun with it anymore then i don't think i think the viewers will be able to uh, or the listeners will be able to you know discern that and because you know as humans we're very we can pick up on these cues through you know especially a, a, an auto, um, an auditory medium that they'll be able to pick up when people aren't having fun. So I think that those are awesome uh, tips if, for young filmmakers. If I could just, add, if I know, could add one fun. more thing, if I could just add one mm-hmm. more thing, because it's this is always very very important, and I, I I've been asked this question before, and I always leave this out. Understand that the first five to ten episodes of whatever podcast you you do, unless you've got a professional producer sitting next to you, handling every aspect of it, they're not going to be that great. They're not mm-hmm. going to be that great on the audio level. They're not going to be that great from a presentation because you haven't figured it out yet. This is for this is for new podcasters. And allow yourself to evolve. That's that's the most important thing because some don't be so steadfast on one particular thing because if it's not working, you have to have the ability to evolve into something else. And and the listeners will let you know that. And so I, I mentioned negative reviews. Sometimes those negative reviews can be very, very constructive. 
um, you know, somebody somebody left a review where I said, you know, Dana talks, you know, too much at the beginning before it gets into the to the main subject. That I got something something like that towards the beginning of my podcast. That's an example of when I say get right, jump right into it when you're first starting out. Just jump into the topic because I would ramble on for about ten minutes before I got into the topic. So, um, just 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 know that in the beginning it's not going to be great, but it will get good because you're going to get good at it. That's like like anything in life. You you do it. Repetition, repetition, repetition. You're going to be a, become a pro at it, and get past ten episodes. That is sort of the um, that's sort of the the standard for podcasters. They say ten episodes. It's that's the hardest to get to. Once you get past ten episodes, you're rolling, and so that's shoot for ten. Oh yeah, and I think yeah, definitely. There's that learning curve that you got to get over, but and sometimes it can be kind of daunting. Like you listen to it and you just got to get it out there and just go full full steam. But no, again, Dana, thank you for those those tips. And I think anyone listening, uh, whether it's next week, two months from now, few years from now, I think that anyone could could take that advice and really run with it. Um, so I think that will conclude uh, this episode of uh, getting to know you, Dana. Um, the next episode, we'll you know get into, you know, we'll just talk some shop about some movies yep. and uh, and I think you know get into like the meat of actual you know film. So I've got lots uh, to say. A- so thank you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I do as well. So you know, uh, once again, I just want to say thank you and everyone that's listening. Thanks for tuning in, and we will uh, see you next episode. Right. Have a good night. Thanks, Mike.